After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are but by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to him, so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And after having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the Gospel of Christ. Praise Christ the Lord. <coughs> Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My name is Joel, and I'm the minister here at St. Stephen's. It's a, a wonderful privilege to be able to open up uh, God's Word with you this morning on, on Christmas Day. Uh, to begin with, why don't we ask for God's help in, in prayer, and we'll take a closer look at those words that Jacob just read to us. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we, we do thank you so much for your Son, Jesus. Please would you Give us joy as we reflect on him coming into this world. And it's in his name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to start this morning with a question. Uh, can anyone remember what the picture on the, the flyer for this year's Christmas services was? Can anyone remember? Oh, let us throw a hand. A chess piece. A chess piece, that's correct. Do <coughs> you know what piece it is? It's a king, that's right. Uh, because the, the thing about services this year is the king of Christmas. Uh, now, now, who can tell me how you win a game of chess? Over here, where are you? You've got to get the king, yeah, you've got to take the, the opponent's king, checkmate, that's right. Uh, you've got to do that, and, and you need to take, uh, you also need to protect your own king. So there's two things you need to do take the opponent's king, protect your own king. Uh, all of the other pieces on the board are there to try and protect the king. You attack your opponent, you, you defend against their attacks, you even sacrifice other pieces, and in time, capture your opponent's king, hopefully. Uh, chess is a game which reflects life in some ways, because some of the kings and, and leader, uh, leaders of this world, through history, they did all they could to protect their own power, and even take power from others. One king who would fit pretty well on chessboard is King Herod, who we heard about in the reading this morning. That's why when Herod hears about this other king, a child no less, 
Verse 3 tells us that he was disturbed, he was troubled. And I imagine Herod was, was quite jealous of what he heard. Uh, I'm no king, but I think I understand how Herod feels. Uh, some of you will know we had a, a baby a couple of weeks ago, and we've had one or two visitors in, in recent times. And let me tell you, none of them are coming to see me. Uh, and it's, it's pretty demoralising when a baby who can't do any tricks is, is more appealing than you. Welcome to Herod's world. Uh, the thought of, of another king makes him worry. And so he pretends to show interest in, in worshipping this king. Now another question for you, what are the, what's the most common piece on the chessboard? What's the most common piece? The pawn, that's right. Uh, they are the most common and also the most helpless. They get sacrificed, they get used to, to protect other pieces, and that's why people are sometimes referred to as pawns when they're being used for the benefit of others. Now if we keep reading after our passage, we, we learn that Herod plans to kill all the young boys in this town of Bethlehem to get rid of this child. He treats them as, as pawns to maintain his power, protect himself by any means necessary. He's very different to the, the king who we're celebrating today, the one who came into this world as a helpless babe, born in a manger, a king who, who doesn't use others for personal gain, but who would go on to sacrifice himself for his people. This is a king like, like no one else, a king who wouldn't necessarily last long in a game of chess, uh, particularly if he's on my side of the board. He's unique, and, and that's something that these magi, or, or wise men as we sometimes call them, seem to know. But what was so special about this king who was born on that first Christmas? Well, I think two things. Firstly, look at how he will rule in verse 6. He will shepherd God's people. Uh, that is a, a wonderful image. Uh, there's a video that, that did the rounds uh, some time back, which you may have seen. It starts with a sheep stuck in a trench that's about a foot wide uh, and at least a, a few feet deep. And a guy comes along and he pulls this sheep out. And it's quite an effort because the, the trench is so narrow and the sheep is really wedged in there. But he manages to free the sheep. But what happens next? The sheep takes a few steps before doing this dramatic leap that a, a ballet dancer would be proud of, and it lands in the exact same trench, just, just a few metres away from where it was first stuck, and it needs to be free again. Uh, if you haven't seen it, feel free to look it up later. Uh, it's a video that, that does a great job of illustrating the role of the shepherd, I think. A shepherd doesn't use the sheep for personal gain, but protects the sheep. He keeps them from straying down the wrong path, and if a sheep does stray down the wrong path, the shepherd is there and, and ready to help. Now, Jesus ruling as a shepherd is a great image because God's people have been a lot like uh, a lot like that sheep in the video. They keep falling into sin, and He is the only one who is able to truly help with this problem. As humans, we, we can't help ourselves because it's like we're, we're head first in a trench, and our hearts keep turning to sin given every opportunity. But Jesus looks out for us. Every single one of us is important to Him. And even as we repeatedly jump straight back in that trench, he deals with the problem of sin once and for all. And there are not many people in this world who are able to, to look out for the interests of others in that way. So many people seem to look after number one with little to no thought for those around them. And it's not a great feeling when you're treated as, as nothing more than a form. 
when you find yourself as, as being very dispensable, simply a, a means to an end. But that's not how it is. Uh, that's not how this king will reign. This is the shepherd that God has promised to send his people. And I think that's why these, these magi rejoice when they see the star again, this time leading them to Jesus. They are filled with joy as they anticipate meeting this king. But uh, secondly, this king, this is a king who, who brings joy to his people. Uh, joy is something that is so closely associated with Christmas. We, we heard about joy in the, the prayers just a moment ago. Uh, there, there are five songs that are being sung today, and of those five, four of them mention joy. That's the overwhelming emotion that, that this king brings. Uh, I recently read that there's a, a secret to finding joy. Uh, you just spell it out. You simply uh, put J, Jesus first, then you put O, others next, and then finally, Y, yourself last. Jesus first, others next, and then, and only then, yourself. That's the, the secret to joy. Now this is a world that tells us put yourself first. That's what most people do, which is probably why there is such a lack of true joy in this world. So much sadness and, and misery and disappointment. There's a lack of contentment. But true joy comes to us when we recognize the value of what God gave us on that first Christmas. When we value Jesus as we should, we, we find true joy. Uh, it took me a long time to realize that when I was growing up. Uh, my, my parents split up when I was younger and I was a kind of half, uh, glass half full type of guy. Uh, so, so as a kid, a kid, I thought, great, um, presents. Uh, but since then, I've realised that no amount of presents will give us the, the lasting joy that we all long for. The joy that only comes from knowing Jesus, the one who came to save his people. Knowing that God sent him to this world because he loves us so much, that Jesus would go on to sacrifice everything to show us that love, even, even his life. No amount of Christmas presents or possessions or anything will give us this lasting joy. It's only through God gifting us his son. Now let me ask you, are you feeling joy this morning on this most important of days? Are you enjoying this, this gift that God has given us? Uh, I think many of us feel relief on Christmas Day that we've made it this far. Uh, some of us are perhaps nervous about, about the day ahead, maybe a little bit anxious. Uh, some of us here are dealing with things that often seem a lot harder on this day, as we miss, love, as we miss loved ones who are, are no longer with us, or we're not in the same city or, or country as the people we want to be with, or we have broken relationships that make this time of year even harder, uh, as we see others having a great time. Jesus can bring us joy even in the midst of these most difficult of times. Because where this world is, is full of separation and brokenness, Jesus draws near to us. The King of Christmas, the, the King of this world is here. And he comes giving us a reason to rejoice. So, so there's two things. A King who lovingly shepherds us. A King who brings us joy as he comes into this world. And when we see those two things, the best thing we can do is, is follow the Magi's lead. What do they do? They, they bow down and they worship him. 
Uh, it must have been a very strange sight to see these, these grown men bowing down before a baby. And yet, that is exactly what, what this king is worthy of. That's where so many in our world stumble. They refuse to bow down before him, to worship him. But not these magi. They, they honour and give glory to Jesus. They give their best gifts to him. And that is how they worship him. Now you and I worship Jesus by, by living our lives for him, by following him, putting our trust in him. We listen to it and follow all sorts of advice these days, that there is endless help out there, but none can do for us what, what this king can do. They can bring us true joy in, in this life and for eternity. That's why this first Christmas was such a big moment. My question to you is, as we close, will you follow him? This king like no other. May we live for him 